I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dear 2020, can we just start over? I'm Dorno Porter, and I've been thinking about life in lockdown, mostly from a cupboard. My new book, Life in Pieces, is full of thoughts on everything from bad hair and parenting to things we can control and the things we can't. When everything's falling apart, we'll piece it back together. Life in Pieces is out now in hardback, ebook, and audiobook. Hi, I'm Dorno Porter, and welcome back to So Lucky, where each week I go deep with my guest and explore all of the sides to all of their stories their highs and lows, their hopes and fears, their lucky and their unlucky moments. My guest for you this week is writer and actor Daisy Haggard. She is the mastermind behind Back to Life, the brilliant series that she co-wrote and stars in. Now, I live in LA, but Daisy lives in London. Um, So you can imagine how I pounced on her when she was in LA for a week and I made her come over to my house and be a guest on my podcast. I'm not sure if she really wanted to, but she did it. And for that, I am very grateful. I hope you love this episode. There is a cameo from my son, Art, who... um, just new to highlight the point that we were making about what it's like being a working parent. So Daisy and I talked about periods, which we both love to discuss, how she's becoming more focused and creative in her work since having kids, the difference that having women in charge makes to everybody's working lives and the importance of play. Ladies and gentlemen, this is me, Dorno Porter, with the delicious Daisy Haggard. Do you even know what my podcast is about? <laughs> no! <laughs> so the podcast is about luck and the notion of luck. And right. And like, discussing how luck plays a part in your life. Oh. Do you consider yourself to be a lucky person? I suppose I do because I'm a... I'm going to sound really like a real wanker, but can you swear on this podcast? It's my podcast. What do you <laughs> no, I think I can't. No, because um, but yeah, I, I suppose because I am a very... Well, I'm a very positive person. <laughs> and so I would, assume, I would assume I was lucky. <laughs> I see. Okay, okay. I'm stupid and I'm positive. So I think I'm lucky. You are incredibly positive. <laughs> oh, you're always like that. Stupid. And you know, you say, <laughs> you... it's incredibly stupid. I don't see you as remotely stupid. I'm quite the no, opposite. Yeah. But you are a really positive person. Is that you all the time? Like you a positive mum, wife, you... Oh, I generally, I generally... Hi! I told you, a child <laughs> A child has just appeared at the door Hi. and I can't afford the recording time to stop. So let's oh, go with this. Okay. Let's go with Hi, this. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Artie, can mummy will be in, in in a few minutes, okay? Pardon, darling? Do you need me? Oh, he needs a poo. Okay, I just had to <laughs> hang on. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh yeah. We're going. So we we were discussing your positivity, but we were interrupted by my uh, nearly five year old Art who needed a poo, and um, and he wants me to be a big part of that. It's always a lovely role, isn't it? It, Well, actually, you see, I feel jealous of that because I'm away from my kids for the first time, and so I'm not the wiper. <laughs> it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because mm. there's so, so not to go into the depths of arts um bowel movements and anxiety around it, but it is one of those things where it's he has a real he's fine but he's still like he only likes to yeah. do it with certain people like he holds it in all day at school <gasps> and it only really wants to do it with me and Chris and you're like it's, it's so hard when they're that age because they've kind of left you a little bit. Like they yeah. are getting so independent and then there's these little things that just remind you that you are their person. Totally. So I'm delighted to wipe his bum. <laughs> but that kind of highlights the point of um, being a working parent. Yeah. Because that almost is, what just happened there is what life is like all the time. Totally. When you are a working parent. Yeah. And I will focus on writing because that's what we both do. Yeah. But I find that whenever I've... I, I last week sent... I set a deadline for this project that I'm doing at the moment. And I sent a message to the director that I'm working with. And I said, right, we've set a deadline. Cue um, kids getting norovirus. Yes, totally. Uh, me breaking a finger and all these things happen. And we kind of laughed about it. Five minutes later, I look at Art and he's itching his head and he's got nits and it's 24 <laughs> hours of school. And I was like, and so it begins. This is the reality. Literally, that's what happens. So how do you write a hit show with two small children? Well, the, the really funny thing is I spent my whole 20s and early 30s with like just, you know, 100 hours a day and sitting around in my pants moaning about how I couldn't get anything done. And then I became mum and had no time and then got a show, series commission. And then, as you said, I mean, I got the series commission when I was eight months pregnant with my second child. Mm-hmm. And then then Wendy, the second child, was born. And then the older one got, like, four chest infections. My husband got three chest infections. Oh we God. all got the norovirus. Wendy had, like, tongue tie and reflux. And <laughs> she was with me. We didn't have any... We had, like, a nanny, but I couldn't leave anyone with the nanny. And then, weirdly, I just had to get it done. And yeah. then I just did. And so I sort of learned that... I, I feel that it focused me because I had less time. I had to make it work when I'm not with them. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of do it. I just blindly do it. And weirdly, I just did it. And I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how that happened. There were like some weeks. I remember there was like three weeks where I think but everyone had antibiotics and I was the one administering them through the night. And I, at one point, I think I went towards a small baby with a massive like <laughs> adult <laughs> antibiotic because I was up like every two hours or one hour. Oh and I God, remember just thinking, so I've seen the club. Yeah, I felt mad. And there's a million selfies on my computer of just babies on laps and one hand on the screen. Yeah. Not on the screen because then I wouldn't have read it very well. On the keyboard. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I just, uh, you just kind of, do it and don't you find that was the thing that luxury of time that you had before yeah you would have 24 hours to sit and write something and then work for about an hour of it but now yeah, totally. having kids, yeah, you've yeah. got to be so focused yeah and you hear so much people and I was this person before you have a kid saying how am I going to do this how am I going to yeah. keep doing keep, keep being creative yeah and I love being able to say to you can you, it's okay gosh, it makes you more creative yeah, or yeah, just yeah. you have to use your time better Take, yeah. it took a minute with me actually it took a oh minute my god like, yes that. but now it's like I work nine to five and I get my yeah, shit done yeah you have to get your shit done and and because you you know you want to then go home and be yeah. around and and then you know like me and me and Laura Laura who I co-write with it's very funny because the only time we can speak is 
four in the afternoon, five in the afternoon. And that is when I'm like done. Because she's here. Because she's here right. and I'm in and I'm in London. And that's when I'm kind of done and I'm like, and my kids are coming home from school and they want to hang out and I want to make dinner. And that's when her, she's getting her kids ready for school. And so between us, we're basically going like, we're just like, like this absolute mission, getting our points across while like kids in unicorn outfits just run past us. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, but we kind of go like, we speak so fast at each other. And we just try and convey all the information that we need to whilst, whilst we try and defend our computers' God, uh, videos from so children. it's so impressive. Well, it's, but it's it's sort of, I don't, I don't, it don't, I don't know. You just sort of do it, don't you? It's, you do. You know, you, what you've done is amazing. Like, you've literally, like, yeah, from the outside, it always, yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah I mean we we all do it like and I see you know for the guys as well to bring that in like yes. Chris works so much and travels away and does all of that and yes, somehow Joe my yes. husband has been so much more focused by having them you know you just have to be and what I kind of like about it is I like how I go to work like now I used to work from home and just you know not really have any structure and now I go to an office and work nine to five. I don't know if I would have done that unless I had kids because I didn't feel that yes. I would kind of told myself that I didn't need to go and be somewhere or do that. No, because so, you could do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, you can't. See, I can't. If I'm at home, I just, I mean, actually, I just will watch terrible television. And also, And then I'll do all the washing and every single thing I'm meant to be doing. So I, I don't go to an office. I go and sit in a cafe and really over tip people. <laughs> what and do then, you eat and drink all day? I drink, <laughs> I drink loads of coffee and then I'm only trying to do, be sensible about food and then slowly I cave and I end up with loads of rubbish food it's hard not <laughs> to toasted it? sandwiches and like yeah that kind of 11 o'clock in the morning toasted sandwich oh yeah like, I have like a two full lunch you need something else. 10 or something yeah um yeah always huge meal at 10 <laughs> do you have a particular cafe that you go to yeah I go to like there's like one there's one at the bottom of my hill uh, my hill <laughs> my hill I live on a hill in England <laughs> I am the queen um she doesn't she live doesn't on live a hill. hill this one does um <laughs> I go to like the like Witsy Cinema and stuff like that in Brixton. Right. But it can't be too cool because otherwise I get like distracted by how cool everyone yeah. is. Yeah. And it can't be too, I get kind of too many mums and kids in because then I feel guilty about my not being with my kids. So it has to be somewhere in between. Yeah. So in uh, going back to the notion of luck, what areas yeah. of your life do you think that you're most lucky? So you came from a family of yes. creatives. Do you think I that did. boosted you at all? Or Yeah, I do. I think, you know, we were encouraged. We weren't, like, we weren't allowed to watch telly or anything. We were encouraged to, like, paint and draw and do your own thing. Oh, God, how boring. Well, I know, it's rubbish. <laughs> but also, my first thought of that is, I, like, why did your parents do that to themselves? My dad. <laughs> I know. They were so, I mean, they're so, they're, yeah, they're such martyrs. Oh they were like, God. oh, I'm going to parent you. All right. No, that's so unmodern. <laughs> well, no, they just left me to, to my own resources. Right. But it was like, um, you know, it was lots of arty stuff. Um, but they, I, we were left to play in the garden and make our own sort of worlds and do right. terrible, terrible plays that my dad would just be like, this is so terrible. Who's a director, right? Yeah, so he'd come and watch. <laughs> Quite judging. Yeah, no, he would watch. I remember doing a play called The Mystery of the Scratch Boob. Um, which, because my dad directed a horror film called The Blood on Satan's Claw, so we had this claw in the dressing up box, yeah. And uh, and just as I was always quite into like sexual sexuality, <laughs> and so there was a point where I was like, I've written a play, which of course I hadn't. I just made some poor friend follow me round while I went, Oh look, there is a scratch on my boobie. <laughs> And it was about three days, three instalments, when my dad finally stood up and went, sorry, and went, this is not going anywhere. There's no structure. There's no plot. I refuse to watch any more of this until you've thought about the story. And he walked out. 
harsh yeah but he was right <laughs> and look where you are now I know <laughs> so you need to be harsh with the kids yeah make them perform tell them it's shit make them perform and then be really critical when they're like five <laughs> how old would you have been there I don't I, I mean maybe six or something so, okay. and I was always into scratching boobs <laughs> I just find that amazing that your parents didn't want you to watch TV when you were six I feel I like I, I, we've got a rule where they can watch TV I mean, I, yeah. on a school day after six o'clock and yes, some days the same thing. I lie to them about it being six o'clock <laughs> <laughs> you're like six o'clock cannot come it's soon it's 4.30 enough. but I'm like hurry hurry it's six o'clock time to watch TV <laughs> I'm like bath time and then we do telly <laughs> and so sometimes I'm like my friend will knock on the door and I'm like it's five and my kids are in their pajamas and she's like why are they in their pajamas watching? And I'm like, shh, shh. They're watching telly because it's after bath time. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, so, yeah. this one just get through it. I know, um, they survive. Your amazing career, does it feel amazing? Because you've been working for a long time. Yeah. You've done loads of acting jobs in quite big shows, like episodes. So yeah. I feel like we've known of you for ages, but maybe it feels like you're just having your big yeah, moment. I do feel lucky right now because it's, I think I was like pushing a buggy around with a six month old thinking, okay, that might be it really. And, uh, and how am I ever going to write? You know, like I wanted to write and I was like, I can't even read a page of right. a book. How will I ever write something? And then, um, yeah. And then, uh, two brothers wanted to do a show that I was in and I was like, that's really nice that they want me to write a show, but how am I going to do that? And then it took, you know, it took a few years of development because I think I, my time felt different. Yeah. Um, but then I did do it and then it happened to work. And so I would say right now I feel really lucky because I did not expect this. I've been around for so long <laughs> that I also still have a healthy sense of like, you know, I can still put a pint. I could be back yeah. in a pub tomorrow and I, that would be okay too. This is fun. Um, but that would be okay too. And that might happen. Don't so <laughs> you feel way more secure now though as an actress that you're creating... That was Daisy kicking the table. That was my big knees. Yeah, that was the tequila kicking in. <laughs> my and the swollen rage. knees and my angry, <laughs> angry temperament. <laughs> um, do you feel a lot more secure now, like, especially as a mum, that yeah. acting, you were always going to work, but you are disposable in that world, as we all know, when you are not the one that creates yeah. it. You know, it could all end at any point. But when you're, you know, coming up with ideas for shows and writing them and you prove to yourself that you can do that, there's, like, makes you feel a bit more secure. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting because you just sort of think, oh, you know, yeah, it's really lovely to think you've got a say in stuff. Yeah. Um, and you never know how long that will last or what will happen, but it's really lovely to, I'm having meetings at the moment and that's really exciting thinking that I'm being viewed a bit more as, as somebody who could create a show uh, rather than audition, audition for it, yeah. or a bit of both, you know, auditioning is great too. But it's really nice, yeah. What's the What's the goal? Do you think do you want to do bits of acting, other stuff, and then you also yeah. want to create your own stuff and just do it all? I'd like to do like a few really good shows, you know, that I've created, uh, a couple of films as well, and then I'd love to act in things. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't need to run the world. I just want to do a few things really well. Yeah, that's kind of my aim. Don't you think <laughs> it's funny that you can? Like, try so hard for so long. And by try, I just mean, like, kind of, you know, yeah. plug away in this industry for so long. And then your big moment, because the same for me, I feel, big moment comes yeah. at 40. Yeah, but like, that's When that's you've got amazing. two kids, like, what the hell is that about? It's so, it's so lovely, though, because, you know, it's like the bit where you're a bit more in your skin. And, like, you know, finally I'm, like, going, oh, yeah, give me fries with my burger. I yeah, don't care. Don't like, care. I'm not here because I'm size whatever yeah I'm here because I'm I know I'm becoming you become more yourself and yeah. so it's really nice because then when you go into those meetings you're just like you're, you're you you're not kind of trying to be I think you know you spend quite a lot of time don't you worrying about 
how you come across or how you should be. And yeah. then you're just like, oh, well, I'm I'm like this. And my kids are at home. And this, so. is, this is who I am. And <laughs> This you, is who yeah. I am. And if you don't like me, then I'm very surprised. <laughs> I could have had so much fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> but if you do like me, then hey, that's nice. Also, I think that whole thing about needing to be liked was like, yeah, the, that was, I, I haven't known you. I've probably known you since we were about 30. Yeah, Because I met you around the time that I met Chris. Two to three years ago. So, yes. So, um, yeah. I mean, just know, after, I remember meeting you in a, at a Nick Frost birthday that's party. That's right, that's right. Weirdly, it was Nick Frost that introduced Chris and I. Oh. And, um, God, such a lovely thing to say. <laughs> but uh, I, so I don't know you in your 20s. So, um, and you were always talking about writing then. I think we both yeah, were. Yeah, that's right. You were saying then, I'm writing a show, I'm, gonna, I'm doing this yeah. thing, I'm trying to create these things. So, but in my 20s, I was on TV a lot. And needing to be liked was just so exhausting it was such a part of what I was doing like I'd be yeah. on TV and I would be thinking I think I was pretty much myself but I was definitely thinking what can I do all the time to make the audience like me and the idea that I'd be doing that now yeah is horrific exhausting. <laughs> you get to the point when you're 40 and you're like you just want to put out your best art or you yeah. do the thing that makes you happy to create and you do still like you know I can't say that I've lost the gene where I want to be liked I do still want people to like me and yeah. not hate me <laughs> oh no of course but it's a diff- no no yeah but it's a different thing isn't it it's not you're not your focus isn't just about how you're how you're presenting yourself is it your focus is is the work and yeah and and a bit more self-confidence hopefully in in your and being a bit more in your skin and a bit more laissez-faire about it all I think that's exactly the point the focus is the work rather yeah. than the reaction and yeah and then there's a f- terror, isn't there, once you've done the work, of what will the reaction be? Oh, my God. So what, what if everyone hates it? Which is what I had with Back to Life. Yeah. I suddenly went, oh, my God. Like, the day before it came out, I hadn't really thought about that moment. Because I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't write, we didn't write it thinking, well, people will think this or people will like that. We re- I was just desperate to get the thing in my head out and me and Laura's, yeah. you know, vision and, uh, you know, out as clearly and as well as possible. And then, and so I, I wasn't thinking about what people thought. I was thinking that I know I need to like this, you know. Yeah. I need to believe in this. And then that sort of terrifying moment where it goes out into the ether, and you're like, oh, hang on, people are going to have an opinion, and what if they hate it and they think I'm really messed up? But they loved it. <laughs> they did like it, which was really nice. And so now it's airing out here or aired out showtime. here. Showtime. It's yeah. on Showtime. Yeah. And doing really well. Was it the New York Times that what what did they say? They named it as. Oh, it was, well, it's, it's had good feedback. It was on Time, t- time Top right. 10 and quite a few little, and Vogue Top 10 so or 20 or something. I don't want to get that amazing. wrong. So quite a few top. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sort of uh, 2019 things, which is really, that really is exciting. But how does that make you feel when you've got this little idea of this weird show? About really weird a, a show as well. come out of prison and yeah. trying to get back into society, yeah. which is... An odd subject, but what yeah. I loved about it was like, what an interesting take on being a woman. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the, the thing really was I was sort of thinking about how hard is it anyway if you're 35 and you've, you know, or you're late 30s and you've got no um, no partner, no yeah. job, and you're living with your parents. Like, it's a really difficult time for mm-hmm. millions of women and men, but like, you know, for women, I think particularly, no, no family. Do you want kids? What are you doing? Where are you? But then throw in the fact that you have come out of prison and you've done the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you do meet someone you like, you're going to have to at some point tell them. So it's this sort of, it's not really the premise for a comedy. No. <laughs> but um, but I yet hope, it is. But yet it is. Um, so yeah, so it, I, 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 yeah, I wanted to write something with, that kind of challenge stereotypes and also to have the mother as a very sexual, mm-hmm. the sort of, there's an, the, the mother who's in her early 60s and to have her as the one who's really sexually active and the one that's, whose libido is, yeah. um, is that, you know, is potentially a little out of control <laughs> rather than it being either the young woman or the, or the man or yeah. the husband. So it was really, we really enjoyed challenging those sort of sexual Stereotypes. And it's not based on you then, because you're a massive slut. <laughs> I'm such a slut. So weird. No, no, I'm Daisy's not. Daisy's been amazing all day in Los Angeles. Just turned out to my house in a black micro she mini thinks I look with like... a lace dressing gown over the hey, top. Listen, I thought this was like. I'm now feeling really paranoid. <laughs> no, no. I thought this was no, the right no, meeting. We see how I you're trying to get work, Daisy. From all the women I met today. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really paranoid that they all think I was trying to bed them. Well, did you? (laughs) Then it's fine. Then it's fine. It just Um, looks like I'm wearing a nightie. No, you look gorgeous. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I was just really impressed. I was like, hot stuff knocking at the door. No. Can we talk about periods? I love Right. Sorry, my voice went weird. <laughs> Did you not do that on purpose? <laughs> the first bit, the first bit was an accident, and then I went for, and then I went on purpose. Okay. <laughs> I don't normally do this because if your voice just goes into that, <laughs> that's why I have to dress so sexually. Okay, okay, now I <laughs> to counteract this <laughs> terrible, this terrible affliction. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> or tequila. Oh my goodness! Um, so we, yeah. I want to talk about I want to talk about periods because we, we, as soon as because we're girls, as soon as you arrived, we just started talking about them. Yeah. Um, and I hate periods. I hate them so much. They are the absolute bane of my life. <sighs> and relevantly, because we were just talking about work, so I'm going to segue by by using that because I went to work this morning and I'm so premenstrual and 
I was just had a really terrible work day after a bad night's sleep due oh. to cramps. I think it's just one of those things we're up against, isn't it? Especially yeah. when it like, takes a day out for me. It wipes a day out for me. It's a week. Yeah. And it's, God, what's, what the hell is that about? Why do we have to buckle with that? So not only did anyone so much as mention there not being any milk in the fridge, I just burst into tears yeah. And then the physical pain of it all. And sometimes when I look at my kind of working month, I've got two really great weeks, maybe even a bit less. And then the other two weeks are centered around kind of bad sleep, you know, yeah, temperature, yeah pain stuff like is that a part of your life totally absolutely that between catching every bug my children get is basically <laughs> life isn't yeah. it yeah periods yeah and, and there's like there's about three to four yeah there's like one day where I just feel really really out of it and weird mm. and I will buy I like literally buy something and I will leave my credit card in the machine yeah. I'll leave my I leave the item on the side I look completely mad yeah. I, I forget I kind of go right I must look that way I'm crossing the road and I'll look the wrong way. Like I just, I've not my yeah. I remember my my best friend going to cross the road and putting her shopping bags down and then crossing the road, <laughs> just leaving her I shopping. Totally bag. get that. And she was just like, oh, just sorry, I'm just so premenstrual. The best like, thing God, I ever mad. No, the best thing I ever did. This is going to be hard on a podcast because I am so I'm so visual. <laughs> Basically, when you're in the UK and you know when you're so when you're going on the tube mm. and you um you're leaving the station, you tap your Oyster card on the thing and then the doors open yeah I was I had my period and I was on the tube and I was thinking about how I might have because I was so out of it might have left a candle lit so I get to the oyster card thing it's rush hour I lean over I've got a massive cube behind me I blow on the oyster card reader like I'm blowing a candle out I went oh my god and then I stood there and then I went completely red and I was like oh my god I was just blown on it rather than putting my oyster card on it and then I just went and then stood up with my head up high and then my then went puce and then got my oyster card out and then pretended I had some sort of OCD and sort of went cleaned it and then left I mean insane that's the kind of thing that becomes normal I know so yeah I mean what's in so we battle with these things as women yeah like there's all sorts of parenting things that men and women battle with but what's your and to segue into back into work what's been your experience of being a woman in the industry like people say it's hard has it been hard for you have you ever noticed that have you had quite an easy time um I think I'm noticing more now that I'm kind of creating stuff that Mm. it that it was hard if that makes sense that it was harder like it's there are less parts you know there are less parts and as you get older the parts fall away and then there's a few people who are getting those parts. And if you're not those people, then you feel it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's different for men. I think there are, there are, there's just more. Yeah. So, um, so things like that, I've definitely felt, I felt, and I feel like you, you're more likely to get put in a box than a man will. So let's talk about And if that you write a show, it's, it's considered, uh, that's the genre. That's you're it. a woman. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> things um, like that. I wasn't actually going to bring this up because I'm sure it's mentioned in everything to do. Obviously, your show is made by the producers of Fleabag. Yeah. So that continuous comparison mm. is, I mean, so frustrating. Like there's, Fleabag is. They're so different. I mean, yeah. And obviously we all. It's the best. It's, it's amazing. Just the best. It's the most yeah, and inspiring. she's amazing. Oh, it's all just so good. <laughs> but now I feel like everything is like um, compared to it. Yeah, and I don't know if that happens with men's work. No, um, I don't think it does. I don't think if someone writes a, a man writes a show and then immediately you know it's like oh you're the next Mrs. Well, Brown, I just don't Mrs. believe. Brown's yeah, voice. I just don't. Yeah, I don't believe that the Rock goes into meetings and no. people are saying oh you're basically doing what 
so and so did in the eight. I just don't believe that that comparison is always there. No, and it's there's you a know, type. But I sort of I'm I you know I, like I'm lucky to be you know I I genuinely feel that I'm lucky that I'm compared to that, and that's probably been really helpful for yeah. me. And, and everything she's done has been really helpful for the ones of us that are following. Mm-hmm. But we all look forward to a time where you know a woman can do a show and she's not immediately compared they're not yeah. compared to each other I think that's really exciting and I hopefully I think we're getting there yeah um I mean your shows are so different I mean they're they? so different yeah. but you know to be fair like there's the protagonists are sort of complicated women mm. and they're made by the same people we're both British here you know like there's a lot of compa- things that you can if you if you are you know you can draw but it is it, it's they are so different yeah. and it is you know were we a man and a woman we would it would never they would never be compared just not compared no totally but, but your experience is generally really positive about having the boobies in the industry I mean yes and no like um I can't sort of I, I, I yes and no I I can't I don't think I can complain about it too much because I feel like I've been quite lucky but I do think there's a hell of a lot less thanks for bringing hey! it back. Um, but I do think there's a you know there's a lot less parts, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's why we have the the urge to you know I'm desperate to write parts for women of all ages. I feel like it's really hard for women who are over forty quite often, and right. I and I'm really keen to write stuff that includes you know mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't just focus on being young. And I think that there's I think there's a lot that, that we've got a lot further to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Are you quite excited about being part of that though? Like, yeah, I'm really excited. Like I'm like really excited about so writing the next series. And I'm like, no, I want you know. I'm just really excited about writing really cool parts for people of all ages and and ethnicities. And I'm just and do, you, do you feel that power? Like it's where you're going from being an actress to creating a show where you're able to create parts and do something to make it all a bit better. Do you? Can you? Is that really like a feeling? Well, it's of- exciting to think like, you know, it's exciting. I found it really exciting on the first series because I suddenly got like, I suddenly got really excited about could, can we do continuous days to get as many people home early? Right, good. So I'm that was my big one. This, so, the unfamily friendliness. Yeah, yeah. So one of the massive things I was, and obviously I must say, you cannot do this all the time. Right. There are some shoots you do where this could never happen. But I was like, oh, I get to say, first of all, I get to say like, I'm filming seven minutes from my house so I can make bedtime mm. which isn't necessarily great for everybody because somebody might live in North London or right. whatever but you know normally it's about time people filmed in South London yeah. so I'm okay <laughs> with that um but then I also get to go right okay can we do um can we do continuous days when it's when it's genuinely okay for all departments mm-hmm. and it's not going to make someone in costume cry you know because it's not good for them but it's good for everyone else can we do continuous days where you work really hard you put all your energy in and then you finish at 5pm so if, continuous day means no it lunch it basically means no lunch but you have your sandwich while you're working <laughs> yeah. and Lunch quite often is lots of people don't have anyone to, anywhere to go and then the energy dips afterwards and then you have to crank it all back up again. Um, obviously also it's sometimes used for big turnarounds and lots yeah. of things that, that is very useful. But um, but yeah, so whenever we could, we did continuous days and it was amazing. And it worked. People were so happy because they got to go and have an evening and whether they had kids or not or they were married or whatever, they, they got to go and like do something for themselves yeah. or tuck their kids in. Yeah, Chris and I discussed this a lot. And that's my dream. That's right? But this is what having women in charge will do for the yeah, industry. I will, this is why it's so important. I need to show one so I can make that happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll even make the script fit that yeah <laughs> you know but I really think that that like why should you have to choose between having a life and having a career having a family and having a career whatever that is to you whether yeah. your family is your friends and not your not having kids whatever it is why should you have to choose yeah and I'm a big believer in holidays weekends <laughs> dinners you know like all the things that make a life because yeah. they will just make you better at your work 
it's so good to hear you say it because it all just being married to an actor it all just feels so unnecessary and the yeah. amount of time that he's on set during the day where he's not doing anything and could be sent home but isn't in case they get to that scene and some yeah. days they never get to that scene and then he and has to put his kids to bed for four nights it's like all completely unnecessary and so much time wasted and this is the kind of what you're saying is such an easy fix for a lot of productions to do but it continues to not be a family-friendly industry well, because so I think people you, think people think that you somehow aren't working if you're not working 17 20 hour days and I don't believe that I believe you can be really really productive mm. It's about how productive you are. And I think people are more productive when they have have a life. I am. So yeah, like, you know, I finished happier. all my work and I went I went away for two months. I took two months off because I was like, I need to need to now do this. I need to get my yeah. balance right. Because then I'm going to be really busy again. Yeah. And I'm going to work my ass off. So I need to sort of take, you need to take your holidays and take your dates and your and your evenings and whatever it is that you do, you need yeah. to take that time because it will just make you better in work. I believe, well, that definitely for me. Anyway. There's no other industry now that isn't that isn't taken into consideration. Like, for, especially in America, there you can tell when you go into um, anywhere, whether it's the local pharmacy or whether it's yeah. uh, where there's they are now having to look after their staff so much better than ever to get the breaks to you know all yeah. of this and, and companies that don't look after their staff. Uh, really looked down upon and, but in the entertainment industry and look it's a great industry and people love it and you're making great yeah. stuff and it's fun all that stuff but really asked to work the kind of hours that no other industry would really allow and of course sometimes that has to happen yeah but sometimes if somebody really really put their head like head to it sometimes it doesn't need to happen mm-hmm. um and I think it's just making sure that you that it, that's interrogated can you just run the world um, yes, just run the world. It'll be like everyone, maybe specific. Margaritas all around. <laughs> oh, Let's God, to be on one of your productions, Is it really fun on set? Do you have a good yeah, time? Yeah, well, because I also believe, like, you know, if you're especially, I don't know, just like, you're lucky to be working, have a nice time, yeah. have fun, be like, set a good example, don't be a moan bag. Um, if you're going to have a cry, have it in your trailer oh, and then really? come out smiling. <laughs> or no, I mean, I'm very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, basically, uh, yeah, I just, I want to laugh all day. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I'm not doing the job for much more than that. I just want to have a giggle. I, I tend to buy a lot of crisps for people so and nice. lots of treats. That's Everyone puts on loads of weight because I buy wagon wheels. Do you remember wagon wheels? I love them. And I'm, weirdly, <laughs> I was thinking about them the other day because I'm writing something set in the 80s and just thinking about all those old 80s all those, snacks. Yeah, that's what I just kept getting 80s snacks for people. That's oh, my... <laughs> wagon wheels, so they're just perfect. Just I'm going to bring you back, bring you back some. I do. Um, so is there anyone whose life you look at and just think, God, they're really, really lucky? Oh, God. That's the kind of thing that I'll walk away from here and suddenly think of somebody. I also think, I think of you actually a bit like that. Yeah. No, no, I'm not just saying that, but I do. Um, I do. In what way? What did I tell you? Just to call music so, music so lovely and happy and clever. Of course, it's always like that. <laughs> you always, always just look so Always so good. happy. <laughs> you just look bubbly and fun and like you're having you're living it up you're having a good time yeah I, I, the people that I look at and think that about I, I the people I look at and go the people who I think of are having fun and mm-hmm. sort of and of course you can't always have fun mm-hmm. and it's sometimes things are you know shit like I'm not at all sort of and I said I was positive I'm positive but also you know a lot of people have died around us lately and lots of things lots of bad things happen so I'm kind of of the belief that don't be moody about the small stuff just kind of just sort of just live your life and You're try and have the most fun. You're checking yourself there. Yeah, I just, that doesn't mean I don't just have like grumpy yeah. days or I'm menstrual and I'm a cow or I get really sort of chippy or does, that doesn't mean that I don't do that. Like it doesn't at all, but I definitely have a sense of like, come on, 
let's have a good time. Yeah. And I married someone who wants to have a good time. So I think having having a partner that you play with is really good. I'd never spend time properly with you and Joe until this new year. Um, and I have to say, like as a couple, I, I walked away from you two going, they are lucky as a couple. Oh, you fun. have, I mean, I'm sure, you know, all marriages have their yeah, moments, yeah, yeah. but you seem to really enjoy each other. And he's just so fun. He's so silly. He's just, just so silly. I kept seeing you both be really silly. We're like, basically not, really stupid. Not for the sake silly. of the crowd, like in other. the corner being yeah. silly. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, so those two are the actual best. <laughs> they were basically really, really silly. I think it's fun to find, if you find someone to be really silly with, that's quite well, good. Well, you're lucky girls then to be growing up in a house with two silly Oh my God, parents. I worry. I we, I keep saying, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what will happen to them? Will they be like Safi and ab fab and like really really serious no they'll be really have serious. like house with no color and straight lines because they're like my parents really messed me up they were always doing like dancing dressed in monkey onesies <laughs> look it's a matter of time before you're all wearing monkey onesies yeah exactly um daisy thank you for being on my podcast thank you for having me you're a heavenly creature you I'm are so proud of your success honestly Aww. well done and same with you you should be very proud of yourself young lady are we brilliant <laughs> oh let's have some more tequila <laughs> Thank you so much again, Daisy, for talking to me on the podcast. Daisy's brilliant series, Back to Life, is on the iPlayer in the UK and Showtime in the US. Later this year, she'll be in a new series with Martin Freeman called Breeders, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Do make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your smart speaker of choice to get each one as it drops. And if you enjoyed this conversation, I'd so appreciate a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. It really helps more people find the podcast. And if you just can't get enough of me, my own book, also called So Lucky, is out now in print, ebook, and audiobook. Thanks again to Daisy, to producer Emma Corsham at Rethink Audio, to Fanula, to Liz, to Kim, and all the team at HarperCollins, and to you for listening. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.